Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. We're heard in over 60 countries around the world. And we are the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs. And today we are broadcasting from a pretty warm Los Angeles. On this program, we absolutely love entrepreneurs, people who are creative and who make something out of nothing. This show's all about being an entrepreneur and having enough guts to break out of the routine, put everything you've got on the line and do something that you really enjoy doing. I also love optimists, and I think that pessimists are an absolute waste of space. In optimism, there's magic. In pessimism, there's nothing but an empty shell. Although it could be argued, I guess, that uh, we need both optimists and pessimists to contribute to our society. After all, the optimist invents the aeroplane, and the pessimist invents the parachute. Now, if you need more evidence that the world is changing very rapidly, you need to go no further than McDonald's. In California, McDonald's have have been testing self-serve tablets for its Create Your Taste custom burgers. They're also preparing to utilise kiosks, smartphones, and wearable devices very soon. You'll be able to walk up, tap your phone, and sync your account via an app. From there, the screen would not just show a stock menu, but it would provide your order history and offer Amazon-like recommendations. Using kiosks and other technology can help McDonald's drive sales, probably improve perception, and it would definitely speed up customer service. You know, self-serve kiosks are now in all of McDonald's restaurants in France. Customers input and pay for their order at the ATM-like station and then pick up the food at the counter. People like using them because they can skip lines and take their time when it's really busy. Secondly, They've found that workers are less stressed. The self-serve kiosks help keep lines down and also help with accuracy because customers are putting in their orders themselves. Thirdly, and most importantly, I guess from McDonald's perspective, is that they make more money because people, when they're ordering themselves, spend more money. The kiosks allow customers to browse a colourful menu and select the items that they want to order. This makes customers feel less rushed and leads them to buy more items and spend more money. And, of course, researchers have long found that shoppers spend more the further away they get from handling cash. And uh, so if you use a non-cash transaction, they'll keep spending, but with cash, they're conscious of how much they're spending. And this explains why credit card balances tend to blow out really quickly and why casinos use chips instead of money because you don't realise quite how much you're going through. Windows 10 
launches tomorrow. I'm not a great Windows fan, but Windows 10 launches tomorrow, and hopefully it'll lead to the death of the password. We've talked on this program before about how, I mean, we've got a book that's all in code and whatever, so people, if they find it, can't just copy it, but it's full of passwords and things for about 60 different companies and sites and theatres and everything's got a password. And, you know, you try to be different and you try to put um, things like ampersands and things in it makes it impossible to remember. But uh, the new Windows Hello feature is going to let you log in with biometrics. It's fingerprint, face and iris recognition. And newer mobile devices will increasingly offer hardware to do this. You can also buy a fingerprint reader and you can retrofit it. Alternatively, Intel's RealSense 3D F200 camera is compatible with Hello and you can log in by staring at the camera or flashing your eyes at it. The point of Hello is that once you're authenticated, it'll unlock the Microsoft password feature that offers secure access to applications both on your device and online without any further logins. And developers are being encouraged to incorporate passport authentication into their code. In addition, there's Device Guard, a feature which is designed to prevent Windows running applications that are not from trusted software venues nor signed off by your business as approved applications. So Hello, Passport and Device Guard are not just about convenience. This is the empire striking back against hackers. They can still use phishing and other techniques to infiltrate networks, but the internet and your device's data will be far more secure with Windows 10. And the enterprise feature of Windows 10 is likely to make it a hit with businesses. They address high-end security needs, identity protection, data encryption, and they offer sophisticated sophisticated digital rights management. At a system level, you can stop files being read outside an organisation, copied, read after a certain date, or from being read should they fall into the wrong hands. Enterprise data can be stored in secure containers and separated at the application and file level. Now, given the growing prevalence of hacking, it'll be especially welcomed by enterprises, I reckon. As for the death of passport passwords, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Passwords are the bane of my life, and I'm sure they're probably the bane of your life too. Now, Hackers are a pain in the ass, and they're getting more creative and more sophisticated all the time. We we constantly hear about the big hack attacks where they take millions of numbers, you know, like in a Target store attack. And most people are concerned, but even relative amateurs can hack your computers through your refrigerator that's connected to the Internet of Things. But the most disturbing manoeuvre came this week when hijackers, when hackers hijacked the Jeep, cut its Jeep's brakes, leaving the driver frantically pumping the pedal 
as the two-ton SUV slid into a ditch, totally uncontrollable. The car was travelling about 110 kilometres an hour when the hackers took control. Welcome to the age of hackable automobiles, when two hackers can cause a recall of 1.4 million pretty expensive products. And we all know that one of the easiest things in a city to hack are traffic lights. So God help us when they start fiddling with traffic lights. Now, Andy Greenberg was driving the Jeep on public roads in St. Louis, Missouri, when the air vents started blasting out cold air and the radio came on full. The windscreen wipers turned on and an image of the two hackers appeared on the car's digital display. How frightening would that be? Jeez. Researchers say they're working on perfecting their steering control. For now, they can only hijack the wheel when the Jeep is in reverse. (laughs) That's reassuring. Fiat Chrysler has issued a fix, which owners must download from a USB device or get a dealer to do the download. Now, Chrysler announced that it's issuing a formal recall for 1.4 million vehicles, and they're looking at giving you cash back for some of those. That's billions of dollars. The hackers used just a laptop and a mobile phone to access the Jeep's onboard systems via via its wireless internet connection. The hack was actually made through Sprint, which is the cellular carrier that connects Chrysler's vehicles to the internet. The good news is that Sprint's network does now appear to be working, to actually be blocking the Jeep hacking attack. Now is also the time when college graduates want to get on a plane and fly everywhere. I want to fly so that my airfares are really high. But apart from that, they're writing resumes to open the door to their dream job. I remember going through this with my son a few years ago. Nightmare. Now, the competition for these jobs that are out there is so fierce that you need every possible advantage that you can muster, even down to the font you use on your resume because some fonts communicate much better than others. Let me tell you the five best fonts to use on your resume. Come to think of it, this advice is pretty good for all communication. The reality is that if you use Times New Roman, it just might cost you your next job. And I can understand you thinking that your font choice may seem pretty trivial compared with what's in your um, in your resume, but it's actually pretty important. A bad font can take the focus off the accomplishment that you've listed. So people take more notice of the font than they do of the, co- of the body copy. Now, it's true that a reader may not fully address your content if your font is too distracting. The key is that the recipient, recipient, the key is that the recipient can read the document with ease. First point, the days of using Times New Roman have come to an end. For an elegant feel, Garamond is very readable. Garamond's very widely used, it's very popular, 
and it's a safe bet because it's a very neutral font. Georgia, well, Georgia's got the same positive attributes as Garamond, but it doesn't feel as dated because it is less curvy. Georgia tends to appeal more on the web than it does in print. So if you're going to distribute hard copies of your resume, think twice about using Georgia. Helvetica is popular because it's modern, it's tasteful, it's professional. It's actually pretty interesting. I use Calibri in my emails because it's clear and readable and straightforward, but it's got a bit of personality. In Microsoft Office 2007, Calibri replaced Times New Roman as the default typeface in Word and replaced Arial as the default typeface in PowerPoint and Excel. So the Microsoft people think that Calibri is a good bet too. Now, there are some typefaces that are absolutely no-nos. Comic Sans, for one, should never be considered. It was literally created for comic books. It is totally inappropriate in the professional world. Now, Times New Roman, despite being praised by high school English teachers across the world, is also not warmly received in the professional world. The consensus is that the font should be interesting, but not too playful, professional, but not basic, modern, but certainly not extravagant. So when you're choosing a font for your resume and for lots of other correspondence, moderation is the key. Don't forget, if you're a company director, a manager or an executive, you should really go to the American Institute of Sales Marketing Management website, which is AISMM.us now. The Institute's got one common goal, and that's to raise the standard and proficiency of both individuals and companies within sales, marketing, and management. You'll find it's fantastic. I joined, I don't know, about 12 years ago, and it's been a phenomenal help to me, and it's a few hundred bucks a year, but it's really well worth it. There's lots of um, webinars and lots of blogs to read and lots of free stuff, and it's really good. Now, after the break, I'll be back with Amari Wickett, who's the CEO of The Wit. W-I-T-T, which is an absolutely amazing technology that's used to generate and collect power. This little piece of technology, well, it can be little or it can be really big, collects power from all six degrees of motion. You know, that's clockwise, anti-clockwise, up and down, back and forth, and it can do it at any speed and collect the power. So these units can be built from walnut size, which can, say, power a, um, um, a laptop or a, um, a tablet, up to several metres in size, which can be used in ships. The WIT has won 12 awards and grants in the last couple of years, totalling over $1 million. It's pretty hard to win these grants that are competed for from all over the world. So the WIT is a big deal. So I'm going to be speaking to Mari, who is the CEO 
of wit right after this break. I'm Bob Pritchard. This is Voice America Business Channel. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking Radio Show. This is where we give you an insight into the lives of some of the world's most interesting business people. We talk about the services they provide and what makes them tick. You know, it's extremely difficult to create a successful business. And we all need all the help we can get. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with mentors, people who have been there and done that and can help you not to make the same mistakes that everybody makes. And also to have great board members, people across the spectrum. You know, you need somebody to advise you in legal. You need somebody to advise you, depending on what your business is, in, in all the various disciplines that you may, that you will need to be successful. And uh, a few years ago, <clears throat> I had the great fortune to meet Murray Wickett and her husband in England. And they had developed an amazing technology to collect to generate and then collect power. Now we see lots of um, discoveries or inventions that, that claim to do that, but this is really remarkable. And we've remained friends over those years and this incredible piece of technology is called the WIT, W-I-T-T. Basically, the WIT's capable of collecting energy from naturally occurring motional energy, whether it be in water, whether it's sea or river or tidal, from wind or from just movement by an animal or a person. So as you move or as the water moves or wind or whatever it is, or in Los Angeles from earthquakes, um, it collects energy from chaotic movement in any direction. So it can be um, clockwise, it can be anti-clockwise, it could be up or down or back and forth, it doesn't matter which direction anything's moving, it collects this energy and turns it into usable power. Now that's pretty clever and if you have a look at these things, they're all constant, you know, they're happening all the time. It's not like um, 
solar panels that only work during the during when the time when it's sunny. This works all the time, and the units can be built from the size of a walnut, really small, to power small things like, uh, for example, your um, your cell phone, for example, up to ginormous, big as a room that could power a, a ship or all sorts of things. So it is very cool. And the business opportunities with, with WIT, they're extraordinary. And it'll advance this renewable energy market for both industrial and consumer markets. I love this thing. Solar energy doesn't work 24 hours a day. And it struggles in the Northern Hemisphere where the weather's always lousy. Um, it doesn't work <laughs> that well. Wind energy is directionally dependent. And existing energy devices have all sorts of issues. You're always hearing about the issues. And uh, I went out to Palm Springs the other day. And seeing, you know, 2,000 wind turbines or whatever there is, it's ugly. <laughs> and most of them sit there not spinning, not turning, not doing anything, not generating any power. The WIT device harnesses motional energy from any direction and then converts that into electricity. Now, this is not just any invention. The WIT has won 12 awards and grants in the last couple of years, totaling over £700,000. That's well over a million dollars this week. <laughs> um, these include the Ocean Exchange Gulfstream Leap to Zero Award, the Smart Grant Development Awards from the UK Technology Strategy Board, SBRI Project Awards relating to the implementation in light rail, and also the collaborative grant funding. So the WIT's a big deal and it's recognised around the world. Now Mari, my friend, is the CEO mm -hmm. of WIT Energy, and I'm pleased to welcome her to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, broadcast around the world now for the last four years. Hi, Marty, how are you? Hi, Bob, good afternoon, and how are you? I'm good, so whereabouts in the UK are you right now? We're actually in Coventry at the minute because we've got interest with um, the Proving Factory and the Tata Group. So that's, we've been in meetings all day, so I had to break to speak to my friend. So you're going to, you're, going to, um, you're looking for a, um, a joint venture partner or somebody that will, will fund the development or a, an investor that will come along and say, I love this technology. Absolutely. Basically, what we've done is we've done this in a very methodical way. We've actually, as a small company, built up a strong team. We've actually patented the technology. We've had feasibility reports, marketing reports. We've built boardroom demonstrators. We've attached it to an off-the-shelf generator. We have energy graphs. We've actually done it in a, a, a process to say that this isn't just on the back of a fag packet, so to speak. We've actually said we are going to prove to you that this technology is a game changer and it has global potential. Now we need to take that quantum leap and find some great company that say we can build these, we can mass produce these, we can actually change the way that we look at harvesting energy. This will have massive repercussions in developing countries. Imagine if you had a wet 
in a backpack and you were walking 10 miles to school and you could actually harvest all of that emotional energy and actually have not only charging up your mobile phone but enough to have LED lighting in your house so that you can continue to study. This has so much implications in marine. The marine sector for navigational buoys, yachts, autonomous vessels, tsunami warnings, desalination units. Bob, it's a massive, massive market. I get it. I get it. I do. Um, <laughs> now, you won a whole bunch of awards, as I mentioned before. Um, can you tell us what was the most rewarding of those wins? I think without a shadow of doubt, being invited out to Ocean Exchange in Savannah. Basically, it's an awesome organisation looking up to clean our oceans and doing something that's going to protect our planet for generations to come. Um, we applied for Ocean Exchange and I think there was thousands of applicants and we felt our chances were astonishingly slim. Um, when we got um, down to the final 10, they flew us over to Savannah. We presented in the, the World Trade Centre. I think it was 600 world delegates. It was an awesome experience and, um, and we won. And they said, you know, um, Joe Lombardo, the senior vice president of General Dynamics, said this is the most exciting technology. And, and we won a $100,000 prize. That was a game-changing moment because people actually said, this is a technology that has to get out there. It really has got this amazing potential of changing people's lives. The energy that is all around us, all of it, not just up and down as point absorbers, every single bit of motion, we can take that and we can actually have a totally green solution. When you get people like General Dynamics saying how good your product is, I mean, that's worth gold, isn't it? Absolutely it worth gold. Absolutely. It was, it, I, I, nearly, I nearly kissed the, the man. Poor Joe, he gave us the award and, and I nearly gave him a good snog. <laughs> now, <laughs> you've won these awards because you've obviously got something that other energy solutions don't have. So, is the main reason that it's better than other energy har harvesting techno technologies simply the fact that it, it works in every direction of motion or what's your value yeah. proposition? Basically everything else that's out there has actually been able to do what is normally called point absorbers which is up and down or some of them are back and forth. Um, when Martin actually invented this he's an engineer to his fingertips and he was fascinated about doing something that is extremely difficult to come up with a solution and it's bi-directional to rotation on two axes. So that means no matter what the motion is, if it's a very slow motion, it will turn the flywheel slowly. If it gets chaotic motion, it responds to chaotic motion. And then basically all of that motion is actually turned into usable power. Now that's got implications for the MOD, the Department of Defense, security. Um, just imagine it in, life, in lifeboats. Imagine it in anything to do with marine safety. All, anywhere there is emotional energy, we can harvest all of it. So it's an affordable solution in taking the energy that is all around us that, we can, that hasn't been able to be captured before. That's what we've actually resolved. All right. I actually I made myself a note last night. I thought of something brilliant that um, you'd be 
this technology would be great for, and I just can't find the piece of paper in front of me at the moment, <laughs> but I'm searching. I'm searching. <laughs> um, so what's the most attractive part of this commercial? Is it the the cost of harvesting the energy, the, the fact that you can harvest energy 24-7? Uh, is it the fact that there's no carbon emissions or... Or is it some other benefit? What's the major attraction of this against, say, other other energy harvesting solutions? Well, the, I think the fact that it is a, a green solution, it's a transmission. It's a unique transmission, but it is a transmission nonetheless. So it can be built um, in, in factories. It can be mass produced globally. It could be licensed out. So you could have franchise, you could actually license it for particular applications because someone that wants a solution to sure. charge a mobile phone is maybe not interested in large-scale marine renewables. What we believe is that we are actually paying something back. It probably sounds incredibly corny, but when you actually have a technology, and that you told me very, very clearly, Bob, at the beginning, if you think your technology is global, treat it as global from day one. Don't plan to build 50 of them. I never forgot that piece of advice, and, and I, we felt the same from day one. But what we need to do now is we need to engage with somebody that has the wherewithal to optimize this, to not just make it good, but to make it absolutely the best so it will be a fit and forget solution. That would mean that it could be in an ocean environment with no maintenance at all, no maintenance needed for years upon years. It could actually provide a solution to, to so many different scenarios. But unless we have someone that works with us um, to optimize it, build it to the best it can be, enclose it in a sealed sphere and actually provide solutions, affordable solutions. Can you imagine having a one meter sphere round an island in, say, Indonesia? That will provide power for desalination. That will change people's lives. This is, that's what it needs to be. We need to see the bigger picture. Yeah, I've always believed that... Um um, it's just as easy or just as hard, whichever way you look at it, to do the impossible as it is to do the difficult. You know, exactly. You, you, exactly. If you're um, if you're going to become a runner, you want to um, make sure you're aiming to break the world record. There's no point in trying to be the best person on your block. If you're nope. going to do it and you're going to do it seriously, no, go for this it. Is, this is the road less travelled, Bob. This is the road less travelled. What's the... Um, What's the issue with, with how big an issue, I mean, everybody talks about it, but in, commercially, how big an issue is the zero carbon emissions? I mean, is that, I mean, everybody, everybody pays at lip service and says, you know, we have to cut carbon emissions, but nobody ever seems to do it. What's the, um, how big well, I th does that play? I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right, Bob. Everybody talks about this and we talk the talk all the time. But basically, we, everybody needs to be more aware of, of what they're doing to the planet. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that wacky things haven't happened to the planet before, but the way the population size and the way we're growing, need, we need to find ways of using the energy that we've got in this planet and find a way of harvesting that energy in the best possible way. Now, if we can do that with a wet whether it's small, that as you walk along, you charge up your mobile phone, or if you need more power, you jump up and down, you, you would be totally in, in, in control of that. You could find out what's happening to endangered species. All of these things, everything to do with the ocean. 70% of our planet is water, 
and there is no commercial solution yet. It should be simple. It should be the same concept as a paperclip, that a paperclip holds your paper together. We need an energy solution that is clean, that can be dropped into the sea and it harvests energy. They can be put in an array. We could cordon off areas as in, in, you know, in parks to, to, uh, to cover um, areas that you didn't want fishing to be disturbing it. There is so many uses of a green technology and it should be affordable. And that's what we've done. We've done this on a tight budget. We've worked with a tight team of great people, all that feel the same. And we've all we we all know that we can actually get the wit technology out there in a very wide range of applications. Just talking about cost for a second, um, you can make them from the size of a walnut. Which what one the size of a walnut? How much power would that produce? Yeah, uh, that's quite small. I've got to say, a walnut is probably um, it's only going to be a, yes, it's going to be a very small water power. It's going to be less than a water power. But the tennis ball size wit that we've just tested uh, with an off-the-shelf generator from a bit of walking up and down. Now Martin's in his fifties, so he wasn't doing a soldier's jog. So yeah. you've got to make allowance that it was a, a, a gentle walking, and we had peaks of two and a half watts of electrical power, and we actually reached up to five watts of power. Now that's an awful lot of power from a small wet device. The secret of the wet device is the heavier the pendulums, the more power you will harvest. So if you only needed a couple of watts of power, then a, a wit the size of a tennis ball will suffice. If you're in an environment that you've got a yacht and that you want to constantly have power for your lighting, your fridge, your you know your other equipment, then you could have two or three wits or a, one big wit strategically placed where it is most unstable in that vessel and you would be harvesting energy even when you're actually moored up so that this because of the the um yeah rocking of the waves etc exactly in a yacht you you rock side to side but you also rock front to back don't you so you exactly exactly and you probably bob up and down as well so you've got it going in every direction you've got it going in all directions and and the the only other solutions that they're they're using on yachts obviously is solar panels which are not very aesthetic if you've got a very very beautiful yacht you probably don't want it to be covered with solar panels Um, the the little wind turbines are also okay but I gather I don't know myself because I've not got a yacht but um, they make a very funny noise so that can be restrictive for sleeping and, and just things like that so I think it's almost as good as your imagination. If you see a, a situation and you think, that would collect power, I could right. use that as a solution. It, that's what won us Ocean Exchange. We asked people at Ocean Exchange, imagine, imagine what this could do. Imagine what we can actually resolve. And, and I think that's why we won. Is it a complex piece of, you know, I, I'm imagining this thing that's the size of a tennis ball. Inside that, is it very complex? Uh, it's I don't unique. To... It, yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's actually, it's all, um, it could be built from off-the-shelf components. It could be built from that. Um, and so, therefore, it's actually very achievable to be build it, build it um, very affordable. But to be truthful, our main aim is to actually engage with a, um, a top manufacturing company that actually will build it the best it can be. We want this to 
be the Rolls Royce or you know the Lamborghini sure. of, of the, the the wick transmission. We want it to be the best. We then mass production will happen thereafter. That's that's obvious. Um, but what we aim for is to look for people that really need a solution, that need a constant power without ever having to worry about it. Whether it's for ocean studies whether it's for um, tsunami warnings, whether it doesn't matter what it is. People want a power solution. And the fact that the WIC will take chaotic motion 24-7 and keep constantly topping up batteries and keep constantly giving you a power source is a really wonderful solution. So if you've got a yacht, yeah. and it's a 40-foot yacht, say, how big does the WIC unit need to be to cre- to create constant power for something that size are we still okay. talking a tennis ball are we talking a medicine ball or are we now talking yeah. half the size of pluto <laughs> that's a good one now basically it, it, let's look at the average sailor some people are fair weather sailors and they only go out on a lovely hot day and they only yep. want to have enough to power their fridge for the gin and tonic right. fair play that's a couple of watts of power Easy peasy. If you want to have a scenario that you're a sailor or you're a fisherman and you've been out in all sorts of weather and you want more power than that, basically there is technology out there that actually can tell you where the most unstable part is on any vessel. It is actually designed to find out for seasickness. So that people would know, oh, don't sit in that part of the boat or the yacht because that's the most rocky part. And we could fit one wet, we could fit five wets, we could fit one large wet in bigger vessels. So what what size are we talking? um, I would say for a yacht, if it was me and I had a yacht, I'd probably be placing three tennis ball size or maybe grapefruit size. I'm sorry I'm describing in fruit size, but no, everybody right. then can everybody yeah, can, can then relate to the it. size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can imagine. But say you had you wanted a constant power source topping up, constantly topping up and then you probably aim for probably having three grapefruit size, size weights in your yacht. But the yachts probably are not funnily enough the low hanging fruit on this Bob because People that are doing oceanography studies that need to study the ocean, that need to understand what's happening with our climate, um, the Gulf Stream, algae flow, all of these things, this is data, and if they lose 10 minutes of the data, they have to, they have to abandon it. And this, this information gathering is happening globally to understand what's happening with global warming. So the implications of that has very far-reaching effects. That, that's very valuable to them. So people that would buy that is probably more important than the person that would buy a lovely luxury add-on for their yacht. So it's, yeah, so that's to give you the concept. Okay, so what sort of, a, a grapefruit size wit, what's, what sort of, I know you're still in development stages, so it, everything's expensive to produce, but in, in mass production, what do you imagine the cost of a grapefruit-sized wit to cost? Mm. Now that's a difficult one because we have. I mean, I would think it's it's going to be on the same price range as the solar panels or the wind turbines. It's not going to be any more expensive. It's going to be in a very comparable price to the technologies that are already out there. So it's it's going to be an affordable price 
that I, I wouldn't. I, I would love to hand on heart give you a price. But no, just, be, I'm just just yeah. a ballpark. I was wondering whether yeah. it was going to be tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars, or thousands. No, of dollars. I, I think it's probably going to be the maximum. I would say with everything, the very maximum would be a couple of thousand dollars for a top optimized system, and and also you could actually have a scenario that. As the technology advances, people could actually be buying in and actually having updates as we constantly progress because it's going to be like basically we're at the Ford Model T stage and right. we actually want to get to the Jaguar stage. And I think everybody that listens will remember what the first mobile phone was actually like in well, comparison to now. Yeah, <laughs> so, it was a bloody so, brick. Know, <laughs> That's exactly people walking about with a brick. So our aim is to get the technology out there and constantly constantly progress to get it the best it can possibly be so how long have you been testing the wit okay right martin and i martin as i say built the very first one six years ago in his workshop right. um, nobody believed him absolutely nobody believed him so we then did the feasibility we then did marketing we then built a unit we then tested it um, we were absolutely confident that it would do exactly what we said it would do. We then started, as you said, you remember you said earlier about yep. winning awards. We won awards. We've actually won the awards. We're advancing. We're talking to some very large companies. What we need now is that quantum leap. We need the we need guys that you, that you relate to all the time to buy in and say, okay, I can see this. I can see this as an exciting brand new solution in energy harvesting. We need that quantum leap. Now it can be investment, it can be licensing, it can be a range of things, it could be collaboration. All we know is we've got a strong team, we want to increase the team, we want to get people that want to buy in and are as passionate as we are. So that, that's the call, that's the call. So how efficient is the unit? Okay, it's the same as the transmission in your car. If you look at a transmission in your car, you don't go out and open your engine and have a look at it. Um, yep. it's a, the principle's the same. It should have a, at least three-year life without any problems whatsoever. It, it's basically, it's, all of the components are transmission components. So it's, it should have a long life. In, a, in, in the environment of to do with anything in water, it will be completely sealed to the elements. Sure. Everything, else, everything else that's out there that's trying to harvest energy in waves um, have blades and blades um, they, are not very good yeah. because they get smashed up you get really rough rough weather and components get smashed to bits our solution is a sealed elegant solution in that environment well, one of the things that I, I found interesting is um, you've talked about um, its applications in the military for example yeah. tell yeah. us tell us how it would work for the military okay um, Basically, the very first introduction we had to this was about two years ago, and uh, we attended a Ministry of Defence event in London. And basically, we were staggered to find out that an average soldier carries 11 kilos of batteries in his backpack. Ridiculous. Now, that can be, in, it's, it's an awesome, awesome amount of batteries that he picks up from stores to go out on, say, a five-day manoeuvre. Now, that's an exceptional heat. It can be 40 degrees with all of their uniform on and then everything else that goes into the backpack. So basically, the, the DOD and the Ministry of Defence are both anxious to find a solution 
to greatly reduce the 11 kilos of batteries down to about probably one kilo. Now they are looking for a solution of about four watts of power and something a bit heavier to collect 10 watts of power. We believe that we can optimize the width to, to be a solution for them. We absolutely assure we can provide this solution for that type of sector, but we can't do it alone. We need to do it with someone that is already in that sector, that already has a presence and is established working in with the Department of Defense or working with the Ministry of Defense. Both of these people are actively looking for a solution. And the actual optimizing it for the, the dismounted soldier will then enhance it ready for the ordinary Joe public to have it as an energy harvesting device to charge their mobile phones. So is the wit round or square or oblong or well, yeah, it's, it's, well we've, we've actually got the first te tennis ball one is exactly a tennis ball. The one that would be probably to walk about on a key fob or on, the, on your handbag or anything like that would probably be the shape of an egg. And it would right. be quite elegant. It would be quite a chic little thing to have. It could be the new end thing that kids need to have a whip, you know, and, and they jump up and down when, they're, when they've spent too long chatting to their friends on the phone. So it's going to be a very elegant um, bit of kit. It's going to be the, the wit. You need a wit. Don't be a twit. Use a wit. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, <laughs> so wh what's the reaction of the military to what they've seen of the wit? I, I, think, uh, I think they are very, very interested. We've had some very serious calls. But I do think we are what we are. We are a, a, an SME with um, a, a very exciting technology. But we need to engage with a big enough player to actually make this happen. Because sure. it because it's, everybody knows that there's so many um, things that you have to do to get into that sort of market. It, you know, it, it has to be robust. It has to be fit for purpose. It has to be able to do the job and do it very well. Um, and, and we can do that. We can do that without a shadow of a doubt. But we do need a company that's already in that sector to actually help us. Okay. I, um, I went and did a bit of research and I found shiptechnology.com which is an influential publication for the ship industry and yeah. on their front page they wrote the wit is an energy halving device capable of capturing all chaotic motion and turning turning it into usable power it could be used on all commercial ships in the relatively near future to increase efficiency and reduce dependence on fossil fuel so I looked it up a bit further and I found that commercial shipping represents about 3% of the carbon pollution in our atmosphere. So are you talking to shipping lines and ship manufacturers and people like that? Um, yes, we have. We, we, we touched on it when we were at Ocean Exchange uh, with Willenius Wilhelmsen. Um, and also, obviously, Ocean Exchange are very interested. The biggest problem that you have in the large shipping is that, let's be honest, ships are designed to be stable. Um, so wits could actually, if, it's, if somebody backs it, they could certainly act as ballast in the bottom of very large ships to reduce the amount of, of fuels that they're actually using. So instead of ballast just being huge heavy weights, you could actually have a row from front to end of wet systems harvesting chaotic motion as, 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 as they travel and, and have that as a backup power so that it actually is offsetting the fuel costs. This, this needs to be, again, with somebody that is actually already in shipping, already established, to work with us, to build systems 
and actually fit them and trial them in different vessels. Of course, the future, Bob, will actually be that ships will be designed with widths in the design process from day one. Right. So that so you the future will be that you when you would be designing something, you would be saying, let's actually use the wit as an energy harvesting device when we actually are building the vessel. But at the minute, we can use it in, in shipping. We actually engaged with A&P Shipping in Falmouth, and they refurbish um, very, very large containers and, and ships and so forth. And they said, we could do this as a refurbish. When a ship comes in to be refurbished, we could be fitting wits in the vessels. So, you know, there is, it's, it's a, I think it's a little bit further down the line because it needs a big shipping partner. But it's right. certainly something to investigate. Okay. We're running out of time, so let me just see if I can summarise this a bit. Um, the technology's proven. It's won awards all over the world. It, um, it collects energy that, like no other um, invention on the planet. And to move this forward now, you need either funding from a VC of some sort, you need a joint venture partner, um, or you need assistance in manufacturing. So, and if it's an investor, you need about 4.6 million US dollars. And uh, so have I pretty much summed that up? I think you've summed it up very well indeed. You've got the job. Okay. Now, you're very, this is the very last question, very quick answer. Um, you're very passionate about your technology. It great, produces great results. You've won all these awards. Industry publications are singing your praises. And yet you've got a motto that says, aim small, miss small. I don't get that. It seems to me that you should be out there doing the Muhammad Ali thing saying, I am the greatest. <laughs> well, I am saying it, but in a very subtle way. I think the reason we say aim small, miss small is because of the diversity of the work, we could go off on tangents. And we mustn't do that. We must focus probably on two products, probably collecting harvest, uh, harvest and energy from human motion for normal people and for military applications. And then secondly, marine. Marine is huge because it's, it's a sealed, exciting, elegant solution. So that's why Aim Small, Miss Small, instead of going off on all of the other applications that we hear about every single week, we want to stay focused on getting two different applications that are huge out there. This is a revolutionary technology, and Murray, thank you very much for speaking with me on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, to learn more about Murray, and it's Murray Wickett, W-I-C-K-E-T-T, and Wit Energy, it's go to w-i-t-t-energy.com. That's w-i-t-t-energy.com, or send me an email, bob at bobpritchard.com, and uh, I will refer you directly to Mari. And I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business in just a moment. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to Bob at BobPritchard.com. That's Bob at BobPritchard.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel, the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs. I just got a phone call, actually, about WIT, a, um, an investor who's interested in talking to me further tomorrow morning. So that's the power of radio. Now, are you getting a great response from your website? Are you converting visitors into sales? Are you capturing the data you need to capture? You know, it's really difficult and it's expensive to get people to come to your website. You want to make sure that when they come that you get all the possible data. And the key to an effective site is attract, interest, create desire and initiate action. So we do a lot of work in this area. It takes a lot of creativity and planning. It's not just about cute words and some photos. It's a hell of a lot more than that. Now, the first element that you need is reciprocity. <laughs> I knew I'd have trouble with this. Reciprocity. This means that when someone gives us something, we feel compelled to give something back in return. You know, have you ever been to Costco and they give you a sample of a sausage and you end up taking a bag of sausages home? Well, that's uh, reciprocity in action. So how can you make that work for you online? Well, one way is to give a free gift with a purchase. You give them something, they owe you something. Or putting samples of other product into your shipped product, which might earn you a second purchase next time they want to buy. Content, whether it's a guide on how to make a perfect vinaigrette or whether it's a, an exclusive author interview, content makes people feel grateful towards your business. The second element to be considered is commitment and consistency. The principle of commitment and consistency says that people go to great lengths to appear consistent in their words and actions, even to the extent of doing things that are basically irrational. That's why if you're trying to lose weight, for example, it can be very helpful to state your goal publicly. Once you've committed out loud or online, you have much more incentive to keep up your end of the bargain. As a retailer, maybe it's as simple as signing up for your email newsletter. They are more likely to eventually purchase from you. I send out a, a, a newsletter for uh, to about 16,000 people every month, and it might be five years before I get somebody, but they'll come to me and say, I've been getting your newsletter and I want to talk to you. Um, and if you can actually get products in their hand, chances increase even more. Once they've got the product in their hand, will they return it? Probably not. They're already committed. The third element to be considered is being liked. Now, this principle says that we are more likely to say yes to a request if we feel a connection to the person making it. That's why brands hire celebrities to endorse their product. If you see Roger Federer and you love Roger Federer and he wears a certain sort of watch, you are more likely to buy it. And every element of your online store, the colors, the fonts, the photo styles, the copy, they all add to your brand personality. And your goal has got to be to create a personality that's cohesive and that your target customer will like. It's critical to have an About Us page to sum up your story and to get people to like you and relate to you. So if you're selling clothing, jewelry or accessories, one way to create connections is to show your product on people that people can identify with and like. People are also more likely to purchase something if it's recommended to them by someone they know and trust, which means that your product pages and other pages need to have links to Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, 
etc., so that your customers can tell their friends about the great product they just found on your site. Key number four is the act with authority. A significant percentage of people are hardwired to respond to authority. So how can you use authority to sell your product to visitors on your website? Well, one very simple way is to create an expert that they will follow. If your product has a secret source, then display the um, comments from professionals with credentials in your area of expertise. If you're selling fitness product, then have a fitness trainer. It doesn't matter who they are. Even a little bit of authority is enough. The fifth consideration is social proof. The principle of social proof is connected to the principle of liking. Because we're social creatures, we tend to like things just because other people like it as well. Anything that shows the popularity of your site and your products can trigger a response. And if you have good press, go ahead and yell it out from the rooftops. Have you received positive emails from customers? Then quote them. Another, create bestsellers or most popular pages. You know, the customer doesn't know, but you can drive sales by making them appear popular. The final element to be considered is scarcity. You know, people are highly motivated by the the thought that they might lose out on something. So if somebody tells you you can't have it, boy, all of a sudden you want it. Now, marketers trigger this by using all sorts of tactics to suggest that particular products or particularly low prices will soon be gone. Now, this can be achieved through deadlines for sales or through impending out-of-stock announcements or promoting seasonal or limited products. Now, I can hear most of you saying that all these principles are all well and good, but surely the most important element is pricing. Now, I'm not saying that price doesn't matter, but it is not that important. And you can use risk reversal to take away the risk of losing somebody through price. Um, The most popular risk reversal, of course, is money back guarantee. So if you sprinkle liking, social proof, authority, scarcity, consistency, reciprocity throughout your site, sit there and watch your sales go up. Now, make sure you subscribe to my monthly newsletter and the radio show summary, which is sent out to over 16,000 business executives in over 60 countries every month. You simply subscribe by going to bobpritchard.com and enrolling. I've just been appointed the Honorary President of the American Institute for Sales Marketing Management, which is the premier body for anybody who really wants to get ahead. So go to AISMM.us to join. So thank you for joining us on today's show, and we look forward to you joining us next week. In the meanwhile, remember that if you're not really pushing the envelope, then you're taking up too much space. It's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary. This is Bob Pritchard, and I look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.